the shouting part, okay? God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Thank the Lord. You may be seated. And we are glad to have some of our absenteeism back again. Perhaps, uh, Brother Harold, you should know we all voted last week, and you should not attend ladies' retreat anymore. It's just too hard on you. And we're glad you and your family are back in church today. And let's give Brother Harold a welcome, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Pastor stole my thunder. I was going to be in agreement with that. Told him two weeks ago I was at laser treatment. I needed a whole extra week off just to recover. But we're back now. Glad to be here. Um, Just want to mention a few upcoming events. If you haven't uh, seen the bullets in or heard any announcements here lately, we have uh, October 30th, Saturday, uh, coming up. We'll be 2 to 4 p.m. is going to be the trunk or treat here at the church. So. Um, if you can help with that, you want to set up a trunk or work some uh, of the stations, just there's a paper there in the back, sign up for that, let us know, and then just be here however long it would take you to do, get a trunk ready, whatever you got planned, um, probably at least around 1 o'clock if you could be here, kind of help set up and get things ready. So um, put that on your calendar if you have not. Remember, um, the 31st is going to be the quarterly business conference right after church here that morning. So keep that in mind and then also men's meeting was moved to next Saturday so that'll be at five o'clock um, so if you can join uh, join us for that come and be a part of that I think that's it for announcements Listen, on the men's meeting yeah. is the uh, 23rd five o'clock the 23rd next Saturday so yeah <laughs> any other announcements nothing all right let's all stand we'll get ready to have prayer this morning. Um, as I think a lot of it was mentioned earlier, we got a number of people missing. We got a lot of people out of town, be traveling the next couple of days, and so remember them. Um, we have some sickness. Brother Nagel's not feeling well. Um, let's see, we got uh, who else? Yes, Joe and Vicky are, are still recovering from uh, COVID. They both had COVID, so remember them. Is there anything else anyone wants to mention? Yeah. All right, Cheryl. Yes, she's um, homesick too as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, yes, let's remember Tommy. Lost loved ones. All right, let's remember today's service as well. Let's Let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning, God, for this opportunity to be here today. Bless the be the name of the Lord. Be gathered together. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, dear Lord, that we can come to you with these needs that exist in the Lord. Do not want to forget the prayer. Thank you, Lord. Feel better, and those that are afflicted, 
come up we'll receive a third Sunday offering it's church expense offering so everything you give will go towards church expense and uh, if you need it to go somewhere else mark it on a check or uh, on an envelope and it will all right so let's pray again God we thank you again Lord um, for this opportunity just to give God and to uh, it be used God to uh, to glorify your name God and for the work of the church God we just ask that you'll bless this offering and that you will um, anoint it, and uh, we give you the thanks for this in your name. Amen. noise this morning. That's all he asked for. Amen. Sincere hearts to worship him.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think you deserve, whether you feel that way when I get through or not, what our little conversation was about here. And a smile behind the mask that was very obvious. Yesterday, Tommy played a football game for Northwestern University. He was on national television. And my wife and I, well, she just about watched the entire game. And the only thing she watched for was number 99. And uh, we, uh, in case you don't know, uh, Tommy had an outstanding game, seven uh, uh, tackles, one sack, one forced fumble. That's five-star performance, by the way. And then he was interviewed on national television at the end of the ball game. And uh, I still can't pronounce his last name. But nevertheless, that's our boy there, I'll tell you. And we're proud of him. And uh, we had some texting back and forth. And as a matter of fact, I texted him and he texted me at the end of the day. I didn't know about it until this morning, but he was up later than me. The things in life can be rewarding. They can just... Uh, be exhilarating, actually, and I'm sure that was an event that was exhilarating to him, his family. I just imagine there was a lot of noise in your living room yesterday, wasn't there? <laughs> and we, we're proud of that situation. We really are. But in this life, there are things that make it difficult for us. And these days, in the midst of this pandemic that is going on with COVID and the variant that is existing, there's a lot of close-to-home difficulties for many of our families. And we know that this is not something that, uh, that you can just go to sleep on. You certainly, you've got to have prayer about it and thank the Lord that we can pray about it. Thank the Lord that there is a Lord that still cares for us. We do not know how some of this comes about. We do not know how long it's going to be here about. And we do not know how long it's going to last. But we know that we need God during this time. All the time, of course, we need the Lord. I just don't know how we could get along without the Lord. I was blessed and moved by the powerful Sunday school lesson that Sister Beverly Nagel shared with us today the anointing that she had in teaching it. I think 
we are developing a concern about where the Lord is at with us and we with the Lord. Not that we never had it, but there is a concern that seems to be approaching us that is terribly important to our, not only our well-being, but to the well-being of those around us. People are in trouble if God's people are not interested. Did you know that? Uh, unusual way to say that, perhaps, not taking any special credit for that thought, but people are in trouble if God's people don't get it serious about what's going on in this world. I just recently had communication with my sister in Joliet, Illinois. I hope they're listening today. And our, my nephew, Andy, my sister's youngest son, he had perhaps a mini stroke, but something to happen that really was serious as he developed a blood clot in one of the veins in his neck. And they cannot, at this point, be able to dissolve it. They can only treat it. And I, I thought about how young Andy is. He is younger than our young couple, Harold and Lisa, my daughters. And uh, he, he uh, has a terribly important high-pressure job with him railroad company. He's over several states in an area of networking with the uh, railroad. He apparently does a good job to the point that he was going to have to step out of that job if his circumstances didn't change. And they thought enough of him, the railroad people did, that they've actually promoted him to a job where he will have his own office and he will have two aides working with him all the time to do any lifting or any traveling that is, has to be done, plus a lot more money. That, that's a good thing that can happen. And my sister is giving all the credit to the Lord for this action that has happened. Well, I don't know exactly where Andy's relationship is with the Lord, but I have a feeling that it's stronger than it's ever been before. But one of the first things that happened when this event happened was they got a hold 
of prayer chains, notably ours. And please pray. We've got to have prayer. Only prayer can take care of this. And so when I say people would be in trouble if God's people didn't get serious about things, that's a give you a clue as to what I'm talking about. Your family, my family, families that we cannot see by way of the internet, and those that are around us, they're in trouble if God's people are not getting a hold of God. They're in a lot of trouble. And by the way, we are too. Because we need to get a hold of God. And I thank God for the serenity that is upon this congregation here today about being serious with the Lord. Many of us have children ourselves that are not where they need to be with the Lord. And we can get very sober-minded about their circumstances. And rightly, we should. I began putting this sermon together just about a, a week from this afternoon and began to come to me about what I wanted to preach about today. And as it came together, things began to happen in my life. And I'm going to tell you the name of the subject today so that that makes sense, that statement makes sense. My subject title today, Your Address in Heaven. You've got an address, or if you don't, it's known and it's recorded in heaven. God knows. Our address, God knows where we live. God knows where we're going to live. And we need to know how to live in order to get there. We need to know the route. We need to understand the circumstances. And this particular week, I don't know how many times that I have thought about the fact of all the times that I have moved, my wife and I have moved in this life, the different addresses, we have actually lived, either one of us, as opposed to being children and then as a married couple and a minister, we have lived longer at the address that we are at, 23355 West 245th Street, Paola, Kansas, 66701. She says no, 6670, I think that's right. But anyway, she gets our zip code wrong sometimes as well. But on the other hand, my wife is right until proven different. The fact is, we have an address. We need to know where that address is. 
Sister Beverly mentioned in her Sunday school presentation this morning about, especially in her prayer, which, which struck me, uh, struck my heart, uh, about our conversation is in heaven. And then she mentioned about our actions are there. And actually, if you go from the Hebrew to the Greek to the English, not necessarily American English, but if you go those other three routes, we find that the word conversation is actually our lifestyle, our, the way we, our actions, and so on, which includes our talking. In Philippians, when Paul wrote to the church of Philippi, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, he said, Our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And not to make a big deal about the definitions here, but our actions, our lifestyle, our words, our thoughts, everything about us is in heaven. And then Paul said, For we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. We have already, by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, we have accepted the fact that we're going to, we have changed our lifestyle. This vile body is one way that the apostle puts it. And that we've changed it to be like the body or the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he, and because of he, that we may overcome all the vile things in this world. Now, somebody says, I can't do it. Well, you're absolutely right, if you've ever said that. You can't do it. But you can do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No question about that. You can do it. As he is able to subdue all things unto himself. But there is things in this address that we have been given to us where I don't think the scripture is in my presentation today, but it's in Revelations about our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Indeed, it is there, and that is our homeward looking to moving there one of these days and having that heavenly presence and living there for how long? Forever. How long is forever? I can't tell you because it's forever. It's not measurable, actually. Unending. And in this same particular book or letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians, verse 14, chapter 13, or chapter 3, he said something that is terribly important. That is not, well, 
He didn't say it in these many words, but he was going to tell you, he is telling us that it's not a walk in the rose garden. You're not going to roller skate there. You're not going to slide in on slippery street and land safely, but there's going to be work. There's going to be effort. There's going to be a pressing, he calls it. That is a intense desire, an effort that is made, as he described it, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is the new address. That is our address to be. Again, you can see that we had just a little bit of difficulty on our address here. And, but there's no question about the address over there. That's wrote down if our, when we give our heart to the Lord. It's wrote down. The Lord knows everything. You may have a mental pause on something, but the Lord doesn't. He's got it all exact. He knows exactly where we're at. But not only that, here's why I say that people were in trouble if God's people are not concerned about them. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. It is important that God's people... Remember, people, we're, we're just not excusable in any way to forget those around us. We've got a mandate. There goes that earthly word that is governments and people are split over, but we have a mandate from God. Let, let me talk about that for just a moment. Reading the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. That is heavy. God doesn't like it. As a matter of fact, he, he has a terror if we don't share his son with the lost and dying world. That's what this verse is talking about. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Think about that for a moment. We've got an obligation. We can't keep it to ourselves. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to personal witness. I'm not going to tell you just exactly who and when and where. I can't do that, but the Lord can. We have a responsibility to share what we have in our hearts with mankind. Well, Jesus himself said it. Matthew recorded it. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh, wow. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we got to persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. You cannot get by by saying, I'm afraid, I'm timid, I don't know how, this is just too scary for me. Somehow or another, 
we've got to be in prayer and in actions or conversation, which is recorded in heaven, which is our actions. We have got to get turned loose and let people know that you love them, that God loves them, and that they need to turn and walk in the love of God. Sounds simple, but I know it's not always easy. It's easy for some of us. Now, you, you take a person like Sister Glenda Carr. That girl, I don't believe that there is one iota of a person she would ever be afraid of about mentioning the Lord Jesus Christ to them. I, I love that about her. I even like her because of all of that. But the fact is, we don't have to be in demeanor like she is, but there is a way that God has for you to understand that he wants to be known to mankind. The men, the women, the young men, young women in your life. He wants us to know. And don't forget the first, the very first part of this verse of Scripture. Know something, that there is a terror of the Lord if we're not sharing the love of the Lord. Oh, my. That terrifies some of you, perhaps. Don't let it. Because your light can shine in ways that you may not know of by the very simple fact that you love and live for the Lord Jesus Christ. You life, your life, never stops talking about what you are and who you are. It never stops. Remember that Jesus has got your address. And he wants you to come to it. Rejoice, was the words of Jesus as Matthew recorded in chapter 5, verse 12, he said, I want you to rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. I, I just, sometimes I, I really don't know how, and some people would probably have trouble believing this, but somehow how or another, I just don't quite understand how to express how Jesus wants us to be, how he wants me to be. I want to talk about the Lord all the time. I want to lift up his name and His sing his praises. Well, I already know I can't sing, so I've got to do the other thing. But the fact is, Rejoice and be exceeding glad because we have got a reward. Let me tell you something. If you are in need of a paycheck today, if you're in need of a paycheck today, and you're here, and Sister Faye has got it, your name is on it, and it's there for you to go to her. There's not anyone here I know that doesn't know who Sister Faye is, but even if there was one person here today that did not know who she was, you'd be finding out. And not only that, you know that she sits close to the back of the building 
or it, is it the front of the building? I don't know. Am I in the front or am I in the back? Yeah, it doesn't matter. But you would find out where she was at. And you would not go by her. And not only that, you would get by that door before she got to it. And you would have your hand out. You would have the smile on your face. And you would say, Sister Faye, I am John Brown. You got a check for me. She probably, because she knows so many people and everything, she had probably already blindly reached in and pulled it out because she, she, she knows her purse and nobody else gets in it except her. Well, wonderful things. But think about this verse of Scripture. Let me tell you something. This is better than your name being John Brown. And it's better than having a check with your name on it and you're going to get it when the service is over. Here's a verse of Scripture that says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. I don't know if I really know how to be exceedingly glad in the natural. I just don't know if I know how to say that in so many words or, or to put an action demonstration on what exceedingly glad is. But I will tell you, there will not be any frown on my face. I will tell you that I will have brushed my teeth, whether I used to, I'd do it another way now. And the fact is, there would be an expression from my heart and my life that would be unequal to anything in this world. Exceeding glad because of my address that is wrote down in heaven in the Lamb's book. Of life. Is it for real? Is it for real? Is this a fairy tale? Is it for real? Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. I, I've got to, I've got to put a hammer around us right now. There is something that is, can be said and must be said about the fact that the Lord does not want you to keep it a secret. We've already talked about the fact that we press toward the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We've already talked about the fact that there is a terror that is in the mindset of God, if we do not try to convey Jesus to a lost and dying world, there is unequivocally, there is something that is called exceeding joy, exceeding gladness, because you have made the transition to the Lord Jesus Christ. But 
Jesus said, look at it, Matthew 10, 32, that you shall confess me before men. You've got to tell men, mankind, you've got to tell mankind about me. And if you do that, I confess also before my Father about you, which is in heaven. Is it for real? I tell you what, I don't think you need to ponder on that very long. And I know most in this audience today will not do any pondering, but actually will be thankful and grateful for that because you want to share the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to emphasize, go back to that hammer again, to emphasize how important it is for the Lord Jesus Christ to be shared from your life. Now, a lot of people think that this might be Indeed, some type of fairy tale. Sometimes people think they ate a lot of bean soup or had a dream or something, and this is really not real. And they even question the fact that is there a heaven? Well, we will leave that, of course, up to you. But I believe on the authority of God's word, there is a heaven. There is also a, a hell, and I believe that we must understand that when heaven is talked about in the Bible, we may not totally understand it, and those that wrote about it may not totally know how to describe it, but I love what Revelations says in chapter 14, verse 13. This is John. He said he heard a voice from heaven. He heard a voice from heaven. And this is what it was saying. He said, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. There's two things that many preachers will talk about. One of the more prominent than the other, perhaps is that when a deceased loved one passes away, they pass away from the labors that they've experienced and ex exercised here in this world. But the other thought that is presented here is that their works or the things that they've done to express their lifestyle, which is recorded in heaven, which is there where their address is, that is going to be waiting for them. It is our address. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. We must understand that there is something in this world that does not want us to go there, wants us to be derailed, to be sidetracked, not able to get through this life and serve the Lord. We must be determined. We must be prepared. Prepared. You're here today. 
And in part, you're here today. Whatever your thoughts were before coming here this morning, whatever obstacles you had to overcome to come here this morning, you had a certain amount of preparation to do. And as you prepared to come, you may have only had a few blocks, you may have had a few miles, you may have had an hour to drive or more or less, whatever your circumstances was to get here today, you prepared to come. In that preparation, some of it may be old hat. Some of it may have met with a detour. Our, our route this morning uh, was a, actually four miles longer than it normally is because of a detour downtown. As, but that didn't matter. We prepared for it. We were ready for it. We decided which way we wanted to go, and we went. We were determined that we would get here. Being prepared in this life, you do not know what the rest of this day holds. You do not know what tomorrow holds. But brothers and sisters, we know who holds tomorrow. We know who has got it in the palm of his hand, as the song says. And we also know that that address is not going to change unless we do something that causes it to be changed. But our address is being ready for us right now. We did not have to call and make a reservation and wonder and hope that the computer doesn't mess it up. But what we are planning on is that the Lord who says, I want you to tell people about this place. I want you to keep your heart and your life where it should be and walk in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit, be directed of the Spirit, because your name is recorded. Your conversation is in heaven. And then as John recorded the beautiful words of the Lord, as recorded in chapter 14, verses 2 and 3, he said, In my Father's house are many mansions. It's the truth. He said, If it wasn't so, I would have told you. And he said, I want you to understand, I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. I want to go to that address that has got my name uh, recorded beside it, or on it, or in it. I want to go there. But I do know that I want to be prepared today as if this is an evangelist preaching a message to people that are lost. I want you to understand from my heart, from all of my heart, I want us all to be able to go. I don't know how it'll be when we get there. 
But I know that it sure beats the burning of hellfire and being lost forever throughout, through, throughout all of eternity, which never ends as well. But your address can and should and must be recorded in heaven. An address that you will not have to depend upon the weather, whether the postman is late or on time or how he'll arrive. But Jesus will be on time. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will be there for you. Oh, this is exciting to me. To know that when this old battery stops working in my heart, I have got a place with the Lord. And He will never leave us nor forsake us, even in this world, to take us to the next world. Wonderful, wonderful Lord. Oh, I thank the Lord today of my address. My wife has got the zip code right on that one, I guarantee you. H-E-A-V-E-N. Right? Right. All right. Let us stand in the name of the Lord. Praise the good Lord. Praise the good Lord. I'll thank the Lord for His presence here today. Praise His name. Praise His name. Let us all, as we close the service today, let us all pray together in thanksgiving. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And we honor you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for our address. We're so grateful, Lord, that you're there, that you'll take us there. Lord, that the reservation will not be canceled by heaven, by you. Lord, we thank you. We honor you, Lord, today. Glory to God. We honor you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we honor you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a cheer. I, I know we're through, but uh, I'm happy about the address I have. Praise the Lord. Never get to be too cold.